What comes to your mind when you hear the phrase hybrid education? What about a flipped classroom? This is vernacular that has been around for many years, but seems to be used more and more in today's educational system. But often it's not used in the right context. In fact, I think it's sometimes only used in attempt as a catchy phrase or simply jargon. I myself 100% have drank the proverbial Kool-Aid when it comes to hybrid education and a flipped classroom model. And to me, that taste is oh so sweet. However, many have not had the right exposure and have mistaken the Kool-Aid for Grandpa's spit bottle. Welcome to Profess EMS, the podcast dedicated to educating, training, mentoring, and inspiring EMS educators and providers alike. Whether you're looking to grow as an educator or prosper as a provider, sit back, open those neural pathways, and let's get to it. Hey everybody, and welcome back to episode four. This episode is brought to you by Master Your Medics. Outside of my role as education manager of Master Medics, I still work in the field as a provider and educator, and these thoughts, ideals, and statements do not necessarily represent those of my affiliations. So let's get into it. This will be part one of a multi-episode topic and something I am immensely passionate about, and that is hybrid education. Merriam-Webster defines hybrid as something that is a combination of two or more distinct elements. So for basic concepts, let's start with the idea that there is a typical classroom environment, but with supplemental coursework online. So online environment and typical classroom model being hybrid. And I wanna preface before I continue. I believe down to my deepest core that just because you have used the internet in some way does not make it a hybrid course. It's 2024. We use the internet for nearly everything. So having that as a resource within your class doesn't necessarily just make it hybrid. It's just a given. A hybrid course should be one that creates engagement and cognitive stimulation for the student. Not a means to save printing paperwork or for grading exams for the instructor. If you create a course, put the PDFs of your PowerPoint online and have some YouTube videos hyperlinked in your learning management system, well, listen up and listen up closely. I'm pointing directly at you. You're not running a hybrid program. You're just using the internet and not even that well, I may add. So grab a cup, let me pour you the good juice. Hybrid courses create a a system that provides true instruction and learning within the typical brick and mortar walls, as well as whatever environment the student accesses their coursework from. So whether that's on the road, at the station, in between runs, you know, on vacation with their family, at home in their, you know, their personal recliner in their pajamas, wherever you're at. That is a convenience for a hybrid education model. Okay, because in my personal mantra, why make them come to you to do what they can do on their own schedule? So, I mean, why would a student need to travel to you 
to do what they can do at home. I think that is apparent when we look at the number of students showing up to classes wearing pajamas and slippers. They would much rather be at home in their pajamas and slippers than in your classroom in their pajamas and slippers. So as we dive down into this, there's some language you need to understand to be able to conceptualize how a hybrid course works. And that is the terms of synchronous and asynchronous. Synchronous means that the class meets at a, a scheduled time and but just in like the virtual realm. So using such um, tools as Zoom, Teams, Google Hangouts, whatever it may be, you're still meeting at a scheduled time, just virtually and not all in the same room, sharing the same airspace. Whereas on the other hand, asynchronous means students are engaging within their course at non-scheduled times, basically at their leisure. So there's still the same coursework for everybody to do, they can just access it on their own time, at their own pace, on their own schedule. So a couple examples. So a an asynchronous course. Let's say that you designed this course. So that would mean you would have pre-recorded presentations that you require the students to complete prior to actually meeting face-to-face. -face. Once those students come to class, then you as the instructor would give a some type of assessment, like a formative assessment to you know, aid your instruction for the day, to kind of clear up any muddy points, to answer any questions, and overall just to begin facilitating that education. Emphasis on the facilitating the education, not just delivering the education. Now, in a synchronous realm, this is kind of be on the more pace of your typical class model, but without the necessary constraints of a classroom, such as I've mentioned before, meeting in uh, Zooms or Teams or Google Hangouts or, or whatever the system or software is that you use. This can allow for the didactic portion to have some flexibility for the students, and then you're reserving all that face-to-face -face time for things that must be done in person, such as skills, simulations, etc. So again, that synchronous would be, hey, if your classroom is built in where there's typically lectures or you know like some type of gaming or some other system that you may do the students would just hop in virtually from wherever they may be and at that same time everybody is engaging in the classwork whereas asynchronous everybody's engaging in the same classwork just at different times all right now with all this i like to make the analogy of an iceberg now we know the majority of the iceberg is beneath the water surface so the tip of the iceberg is really all that you ever see. Now that tip of the iceberg is the hybrid portion. Okay, so the students are at home on their own time. They have such prescribed um, didactic and cognitive material that they would go and cover. So they're learning essentially just the tip of the iceberg. And then whenever they come to class, they're going in and diving deep below the water surface and really engaging in the proverbial meat and taters, as we would say. Okay, and in another kind of relation, it's the same concept as relative to Bloom's taxonomy, where the very tip of the iceberg is the very base of Bloom's taxonomy with those certain levels of remembering and understanding. So they're learning just the, the basics, kind of building out that foundation on their own time. 
So, you know, if there's material that you generally have to disseminate out, you know, you're giving out just the very basics, things to build off of, those are materials that are easily put in the online environment to make your class hybrid for those students to get that proverbial or the cliche tip of the iceberg, then come to class to really get the good stuff. All right, now this creates a course where you as the instructor are going from being the sage on the stage to a guide on the side. As I mentioned before, we're going to be there in the concept of we're going to be facilitating that education, not just spoon feeding them. So we're there, they've already learned a few things and we're helping them to, you know, if we want to apply that into the concept of blooms, we're helping them to conceptualize, apply, and you really just fully understand all this material and be able to apply it and really saving that classroom time for the things that they can't do at home. They can listen to lectures, take notes, watch videos at home on their own time with their own schedule. So they're going to save all that really important stuff when they get to see you, the educator. And now I believe this all goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyways, that not every educational concept can be hybrid, especially as this relates to emergency services. While we as emergency responders are tasked with an ever increasing amount of required knowledge. We're still very much a, uh, a skilled labor professional. We still have to be teaching all those hands-on things that we do. You know, we could never teach a hundred percent online techniques such as IV initiation, intubation, intraosseous applications and infusions. Um, but you know, there are some things that we could easily go and tutor like drug math, calculations, um, some basic concepts of physiology, you know, basic pharmacology. There's just a lot of things that, you know, we're teaching, but just kind of like as you, if you're watching, this is the video concept of you're just watching me discuss this, or you're listening to me, those same exact things can be applied to our education. You know, if I feel like that there are certain things that I need to teach about that I have to preach about, if you will, that I have to get certain you know, concepts or ideals out, how easy is it to just go and set up a microphone and set up a camera and record this? Then I can have takes and edit it and, you know, get some cool lighting to really visually and auditorily stimulate that student to make them or hopefully grasp their attention to understand the concepts that I'm putting out. Then also, you know, I can rehearse this. I can make it the best that I want to be so that every time a student gets a presentation, they're getting the very best product that I got. You know, maybe it's a day that you, you know, it's stuff that you really like to lecture on and you lecture on the same thing two, three times a year with different cohorts or different classes. Well, one great recording session at your best. And then you can save all your other time for the more, um, I'll say more, but you know, the hands-on skills, the scenarios, the simulations, the, you know, the really applicable things that you need to be present for to be able to do that. So then I would just ask you, you know, think about those things that you're doing that are just repetitive tasks that the student could do exactly the same thing they're doing in your classroom, but somewhere else. Like I said, maybe in station, maybe just listening to it as they're driving down the road. Um, you know, maybe at home, maybe in the middle of the night, maybe they're night shift and you're trying to teach daytime classes and it's just not lining up for them to be attentive to come to class to sit down. But maybe they can come to class and run simulation and run 
wide open and be getting that energy on their feet and stay awake. But they come and put their butt in the seat and you put them to sleep. Okay. So there is, there's never going to be the time we can never allow it that the instructor is ever going to be replaced. Okay. The, the educator with a profound knowledge and experience will never and can never be replaced. But in our technological age, we certainly can supplement and augment our curriculum to overall benefit our students. So we're going to keep this conversation going in the next episode as I get into discussing assessments and how we can use them just beyond the basic exam. Thanks for tuning in.